There's something I want to talk about today, which I am really, really passionate about, and that's using hate to motivate ourselves into change. Firstly, because it's not actually a particularly effective tool for change. And secondly, because doing this seems to have created a whole generation of women who at best don't particularly like what they see in the mirror and at worst actually actively hate how they look. I have honestly lost count of the number of women who've come to me over the years saying they don't like what they see they feel uncomfortable and that they want to just feel like their old selves again. Although it's really ironic, isn't it, that when we were our old selves, many of us weren't actually happy with that version either. Now, maybe it's because I'm whisper it getting a bit older, or maybe it's because I see firsthand every single day the negative ways that so many women see themselves, but likely a mixture of both. But I just can't stand by and let us all keep beating ourselves up. I'm hoping that will motivate us towards a, in quotes, better version of ourselves. Now, I've done my fair share of standing in the mirror, poking at the bits that I hate, calling myself fat and unsightly, and resolving that I just need to change. And I know that you likely will have too. So today I'm unpicking this and we're going to dive into why we use hate to try and force ourselves into change and how we can maybe rethink that to create a kinder, more gentle way to approach our fitness, our nutrition, and our overall well-being. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at alexchickfit. Welcome back. I am here again with more thoughts for the week. And, you know, I keep thinking that I'm definitely going to run out of things to talk about, but it looks like this overthinker here has still got plenty in the tank. And I've always been a bit frustrated with myself for never being able to shut my brain off. You know, there's always that chatter that goes on in the background. I don't know about you. I imagine a lot of you are quite similar to that. But as it happens, in the light of creating a podcast, I'm learning to be very thankful for that because it turns out that all of that overthinking actually results in lots of ideas that I really hope are going to keep you inspired, motivated, and going to give you loads and loads of things to think about. Now, when it comes to thoughts, when it comes to the overthinking, I've never really thought of myself as either a particularly negative or a particularly positive person. I think I'm probably somewhere in the middle a realist, if you'd like. But actually, I am much, much better these days at turning those thoughts and those things that used to be negative into something a bit more positive. And of course, helping my clients to do the same thing. And for me, a lot of this is about this idea of reframing. So as an example, very recently in the Power Up Your Perimenopause group, one of my members said, And I quote, I am terrible at drinking a whole litre of water in the morning and then forgetting about it for the rest of the day. Now, it's really funny, isn't it, how we see our own actions. We very often turn what should be a positive into something very negative. So this particular member was like, oh God, I'm so terrible at doing this thing. And I said to her, well, actually, 
you're really great at drinking water in the morning. You get a whole litre before lunch. Like most people don't manage that. So the very fact that you're getting a whole litre before lunch, even if you didn't drink any more water for the rest of the day, that would still be actually a really good start and is way better than nothing. Now, could you improve? Could you drink more in the afternoon? Yeah, absolutely. But it doesn't mean that you're terrible because you don't do that. What it means is that you have made a really good start. And, you know, where you are at the moment, it's actually really good. It's a really good foundation for them building that habit for the rest of the day. And as soon as I said that to her, she was like, oh, yeah, that's like really changed my perspective on things. And, you know, so many things in life come back to that, don't they? This language that we use. Maybe we say to ourselves that we hate exercise. And I think, gym knickers have got a lot to answer for, for sure. But also a lot of us have used exercise as a punishment because we don't like our bodies very much. We think, right, we're going to punish ourselves into change. And even though we might not think that thought out loud in our brains, you know, there is definitely that subconscious thought that my body needs to look different. My body doesn't look right at the moment. And so I am going to exercise and I'm going to work hard. And I, and it's almost like we're punishing ourselves to make ourselves look and feel like we're more acceptable. But when it comes to reframing, I would challenge you, if, if you do say that kind of thing to yourself, to maybe change your language to say something like, I'm excited to try some different kinds of exercise and to find what I enjoy. So what I'm not asking you to do is go from, I hate exercise to like trying to kid yourself that you love exercise, because for most of us, that kind of change in language is too extreme. But what we can do is we can choose a different way of putting things. We can choose a different language. We can choose a reframe of those kind of things. So in saying that, we're not saying, oh, I suddenly love exercise. But what we are saying is there is the possibility that there is something out there that I might enjoy. I just need to try and find a few different things, try them out, see how they work for me. And I am sure that I will eventually find something that I enjoy. And then we approach things differently as well. Like when you say you hate exercise, then it's very difficult to motivate yourself to do anything, isn't it? It's like, oh God, I don't want to do this thing. Whereas when you're going, oh, look, I'm really excited to go try this class out, then we feel much more energised by that thought. So that's one example. Another example, and this is where we start to lead on to this idea of using hate to motivate you to change. And I think it particularly is around this idea of, I hate my body. I hate how I look. I hate my thighs. I hate my arms. I hate my tummy. Whatever it is that we might say, a lot of us have spent a lot of our lives saying this. Not all, again, not always consciously. Often it is subconscious. It's buried down there, but it is totally happening. We're looking in the mirror and we're almost going, oh God, don't like that. And we're doing it all the time. But maybe we could change and reframe that to, I'm grateful that my body carries me around with ease each day. So again, we're not lying. You know, we can all be grateful that our body functions in the way that we need it to. So it's not a lie, but we're also not saying, I hate my body. And that can help us to start changing our attitude towards our body. And this really leads me on to what I wanted to talk about today, because what a lot of us do is we try and use hate to motivate ourselves to motivate ourselves to change. And this is no more true than it is of exercise and of our bodies. We hate our bodies or we hate parts of our bodies. And we think, well, I must exercise. I must diet. I must do this thing in order to change that. And we think, we think that hating what we see is going to motivate us. It's going to kind of give us that energy, give us that sort of kick up the bum energy that we think we need in order to succeed. But what often happens is that we end up succeeding for the short term 
but not for the long term. And we can still easily stand there saying, oh, I still don't like it. It's still, it has changed, but it still doesn't look right. It still doesn't look like that lady in the photos. And so we still don't get where we need to be. And I think particularly if, if you've had a habit of doing this for years and years and years, and I definitely did have for many years, then you will know that you can have disliked what you've seen in the mirror. You can have hated what you've seen in the mirror for 20 years, but you're not now standing there going, oh, I love what I see in the mirror because hate doesn't work. Hate does not work like that. And I'm going to talk a bit more about why in a minute. Now, you know, I definitely have, you know, in the past been able to do like ages standing in front of the mirror, you know, poking and prodding my thighs, complaining about my cellulite, <laughs> pushing bits in, here and there to go, oh gosh, if only I could just lose this little bit, then I would look so much more amazing. I'd look amazing. Wishing my skin wasn't quite so pale. Like honestly, there have been years and years and years where I've hated parts of my body, but you know, I'm still not standing there going, oh, because I hated myself 10 years ago, what has happened is I've done all these changes and now I don't have any silly light and I look exactly like I always wanted to look. And when I try on trousers, they always fit me because by the way, pear shape, they never fit. What is it with trousers? Like They fit around my hips and thighs, but they're always too big around my waist or vice versa. They're, they fit around my waist and then there is no chance they're going over my hips and thighs. Anyway, that's another story. But you know, I'm still not standing there going, well, I'm now cellulite free and I've got a tan all the time and this, that and the other. You know, that's not where I am. I am much more comfortable with my body now because of some of the other work that I have done and because I've realised that hating myself is not going to get me the result that I want. But, you know, I've been there. I've been there standing in that mirror complaining about my body and getting annoyed that my body doesn't fit into this very narrow ideal. And I think that's the thing. We have such a narrow ideal that society expects us to fit into that it's virtually impossible. It's virtually impossible to look like that. So just want to move on a little bit to talk about, you know, why, you know, why we've been led to use hate to try and change in the first place. There's obviously lots and lots of reasons for this. I'm not going to pretend to go into all of the depths of our psychology on this one, but I think, you know, there are a couple of things. I think, you know, like I said, society has told us that fat is bad. Society has dictated how we ought to look. And so when we don't look like that, we often blame ourselves. We often get frustrated and annoyed with ourselves, not helped by the fact that there are so many diets and workout routines out there that tell us you can have the body you want. If only you could just do this thing, just eat a bit less, move a bit more, everything will be amazing. You'll look exactly how you want to. But we already know that is crap, right? Yet we still feel frustrated with ourselves. We still get annoyed with ourselves. We still look in the mirror and don't like ourselves very much because we don't match up to that. So we might know something you know, when we, we might talk about it to a friend and, and it might make complete sense to us that, you know, I should not be trying to live up to this ideal of society, but that is easier said than done. It really is. Like a lot of us struggle with that. A lot of us have, you know, we might have good days and bad days, but we struggle with that, even though we know intellectually that we're probably never going to look like that person because we don't have the same genetics, for example. So I think society has basically said, look, it's easy to look like this. You just need to exercise regularly and eat really well, and then everything's going to be okay. But it's a load of rubbish. And of course, you know, we just, we think that feeling bad about ourselves is going to motivate us to change, is going to give us that like, God, enough is enough energy. You know, that, that thing where we look in the mirror and we go, oh God, I look awful, right? Enough is enough. I need to sort myself out. And I, I think 
safe to say we've all been there, whether it's in front of the mirror or standing on the scales, we're like, oh my God, I really need to sort myself out. I'm really getting annoyed with myself. Why can't I just look the way that I want to look? Why can't I just change? Why can't I do this thing? But when we think back often to all of the years and all of the times that we felt like that, and then reflect on how we maybe feel now, and whether that's ever actually motivated us to change for the long term, then I think that we will find that it hasn't necessarily led us to a place where we either accept or love our bodies still. We might have been doing this thing for 20 years, beating ourselves up over and over again, having that, oh my God, I need to sort myself out moment. And we'll change temporarily and we'll do it for a few weeks. And then we'll kind of go, oh, I'm not changing quickly enough. I still don't look like I should be doing. And then we get frustrated and we stop. And then we start again and we start again and we start again. And we're kind of always led from this place of hate. It's only when we hate ourselves and we hate what we see in the mirror that we we will like go out there and do something about it. And, you know, we, we might have been doing it for years and we're still lacking confidence. We're still worried about how awful we're going to look in that bikini in the summer. Maybe we don't even wear bikinis because we're like, there's no way I could wear a bikini. I look terrible in bikinis. And so we just go around in circles, as is so often with these things, we go round and round and round in circles. So why is it that hate doesn't actually motivate us to change? Well, there's a few reasons for this, I think. And, you know, for me, number one is when we hate something, how likely are we to treat it or that person nicely? We're not, are we? And I think that the exact same thing goes for our bodies. If we are unhappy with what we see, because hate might be too strong a word for some of you. Some of you might be like, well, I don't hate my body, but I certainly don't really like it. You know, I certainly look in the mirror and I'm not particularly happy with what I see. Either way, if we're not happy with it, if we dislike it, if we hate it, then we're much more likely to treat it badly <laughs> than show it the love and affection that we need to and to do nice things for it. And that really is true. Like we will punish our body with exercise. We'll punish our body with not allowing it to eat carbs. You know, we'll punish ourselves rather than going, well, what can I do to show my body some love today? What can I do that's going to feel good for me today? And I think that sort of brings me on to the second part, which is everything's going to feel hard. When we try and use hate to motivate us to change, everything feels hard. Exercise feels like a punishment. Healthy eating feels like a punishment you're not going to feel good about the changes you're making because you're constantly trying to punish and push and kind of almost beat yourself into change and into something more acceptable. And that then leads on to it becoming a bit of a never-ending quest. You know, I know from my own experience that even at my very lowest weight, when I could fit into some really quite tiny jeans, <laughs> I still thought my thighs were too big. Now, if I woke up tomorrow and I was back to that size all of a sudden, I would look at myself and be like, oh my God, look at you. You're so slim. And yet at the time, it did not feel like that. So even when I had punished myself into being as small as I possibly could be, I still thought my thighs were too big. And actually, it really brought it home to me recently that my 13-year-old daughter tried my wedding dress on the other day. I wore that wedding dress when I was 31, so quite a long time ago, to be fair. And it actually fit her perfectly. And I remember at the time thinking that I was still a bit big. I mean, what the actual, I was not, <laughs> you know, if my, now, if my 13 year old daughter can fit into the wedding dress I wore when I was 31, I can say categorically, I was not too big for sure. And yet at the time I felt like it. So, you know, we, we feel like we're on this never ending quest. And then I think the final thing is it just, we just keep perpetuating that negative mindset. And when we feel negative about something, we are less likely to act. It leads to inaction. 
rather than action. It leads to that negative inaction, that dwelling on it, that beating ourselves up for it, that, oh, well, I'm never going to look like I want to look, so I'm just going to lie on the sofa and eat chocolate instead, rather than going, actually, I need to treat myself well today. I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to the gym. And I'm not going to say that it's going to be easy, but I'm going to feel so much better for it. And this is exactly what my body needs me to do for it right now. So those are some of the reasons that I think that hate does not motivate us to change. First, because if we hate something, we are not likely to show it much love and attention. Secondly, everything's going to feel hard. Everything's going to feel like a punishment. And that is going to make change very, very, very hard to maintain. It's going to feel like a never-ending quest. Because even if we do lose the weight or tone up, we're still going to look at ourselves and think, oh, not good enough, not good enough. And it just perpetuates the negative mindset. And that negativity is going to lead to inaction rather than action. So that's all very well and good. But how do we start to flip this? So if you are somebody who tends towards that, like, oh, God, I look terrible today. I hate myself. Oh, God. I don't want to look at myself in the mirror. I don't want to see myself in the mirror. Then these are a few of the things that you can actually do to start making that change. Now, number one, which is the thing that I was talking about at the start, is this idea of reframing. So I am not going to sit here and say that you have to start telling yourself you love your body, because for most of us, that is a bit of a stretch too far. You know, we're not going to suddenly go from hate to love. It doesn't happen overnight like that. But maybe we can work towards being okay with what I see. Maybe we can focus on the bits that we like. Maybe, like I said at the start, we can focus on appreciating what our body actually does for us. So it's taking those little steps in a way that actually feels really doable to you. So next time you're looking in the mirror and you're going, oh God, I look terrible today. How about looking in the mirror and instead going, oh, actually, and this is this has been my thing. I really like my shoulders and my arms. And so because I'm pear-shaped, I tend to not carry any or much fat around there. So they always look quite toned, right? And I lift weights, so they look toned. So what I will do is I'll look in the mirror and be like, oh, yeah, shoulders are looking good today. Rather than, oh, thighs are fat, <laughs> which I could so easily do. So I've kind of trained myself to like look at the bits that I like, but also to just be okay. I am not going to sit here and say that I love myself unconditionally. Like I say, there are parts of me that I love for sure, but there are also parts of me that I think, in all honesty, if I could change that, it would change that. You know, I'm not going to fib about that. I'm absolutely not, but I've become neutral about them. I have reframed the things that I say to become neutral, to go, well, at least I've got strong thighs. At least my thighs mean that I can pick up a heavy weight. And when I pick up a heavy weight, then I feel strong and I feel more confident and I feel amazing. So it's doing those little bits of reframing that have led me towards being okay, okay with what I see. So the goal is not to feel like you unconditionally love yourself. Because I think for most of us, Maybe it is possible for some of us, but I think for most of us, that that is not going to be, you know, we're not going to 100% love everything that we see. But if we can even be okay, if we can even be neutral about it, that makes a really big difference. And that I think when you can do that, when you can start to reframe, then you can start to treat yourself with a bit more respect. So like I said before, often if we hate something, we don't treat it very well. Same goes for ourselves. However, if we can start to reframe and start to say, I'm going to do some lovely things for my body today. What does my body need from me today? how can I make my body stronger today? Then we start to treat it with a bit more respect. And when you're ready to do that, those actions that are going to help you to look after yourself become that little bit easier. When I'm thinking about this, I often think about that 
this girl can campaign. I don't know if you remember it from, I don't know, three, four years ago. I think it's still going, but there was a time when it was sort of quite big. It was in a lot of places. And there was the one ad in particular where there was a woman in a swimming costume and she was obviously, you know, getting into the pool. She was going to go for a swim. And the caption was, I swim because I love my body, not because I hate it. And if you think about that, if you go and do exercise because you hate your body, that makes it feel very heavy, very hard. If you go to the gym because you want to do something good for yourself, because you want to feel better, then that starts to feel a bit lighter, a bit easier, a bit more doable. So like I say, I'm not saying you have to love yourself, but I'm saying that you have to find ways to reframe it so that you're thinking about how you're looking after yourself and all the positive, wonderful things you are doing for your body by getting out there and doing some exercise and eating that avocado salad or whatever for lunch that it is. We've got to make it feel good rather than like a punishment. And I think the last part of this is asking ourselves what hating ourselves can possibly bring to us. Because for most of us, hating ourselves or disliking what we see, other than eroding our confidence and making us feel miserable, doesn't seem to do that much. You know, like I said before, particularly if you've been in that cycle for many, many years, and if you're still looking in the mirror and disliking it, then it hasn't brought you anything. It hasn't necessarily motivated you to that long-term change. It hasn't motivated you to seeing yourself differently. It's just eroded your confidence and made you feel bad. And it's almost, it's almost like we're petrified of what's going to happen if we decide to be okay with ourselves. It's almost like if I decide that I'm okay with myself, then I'm giving up on myself. It's like this idea, you know, when I talk to women about giving up diets, it's like, oh God, yeah, but what's going to happen then? I'm just going to pile a load of weight. It's going to be terrible. I'll just be really big and I'm going to feel really awful about myself. And, you know, I think a lot of us can't see beyond that. We feel like we're giving up on ourselves by accepting ourselves. But actually all that we're doing is we are learning to treat ourselves better. We're learning to do better things for ourselves. We're learning to redirect our energies away from dislike and hatred and towards what can I do that is going to be really awesome for me? What can I do that's going to make me feel great? You know, and in my honest experience, this journey that I've been on myself over the past few years to a bit more body acceptance is it's made me feel lighter, happier, calmer. It's certainly, I mean, I've always had a consistent exercise routine, but it's helped me to create a much more sustained well-being routine that feels good. You know, so doing my morning meditation, taking a bit more time out when I need to, those kind of things. So that's my experience of it is that, you know, accepting myself and being okay with myself rather than disliking what I see has made me feel so much better every day. It's brought me more confidence. It's made me feel a bit happier. So I think that is a really important question to ask. What has hating yourself brought for you? How has it made you feel? And how might it feel if you reframed that a little bit? If you started to look, not necessarily to being, you know, Mrs. Positive, but to being somebody who, you know, kind of goes, well, look, this is where I'm at. And I'd really like to do some better things for myself. And I'd really like to treat myself better. And going from that point of view instead... And, you know, I've, this is something, I mean, I talk about this a lot. I talk about this in my members club quite a lot. And one of the things that I love is when I have a member tell me, and somebody told me this recently, they said that for the first time in what feels like forever, they'd actually looked in the mirror and finally not hated what they saw and focused on all the bits that they liked instead and looked in the mirror and gone, actually, I'm looking okay. 
And a lot of that was because they had just started to focus on how exercise made them feel. They'd started to focus on getting that consistent workout routine. And they and this is a member who has been amazingly consistent. She has been absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's not to say she doesn't have some off weeks. It's not to say that she, you know, does five workouts every single week. You know, it she's got kids, she's got a family, she's busy, she works, all those kind of things. But creating that consistent routine for herself, that consistent exercise routine has made the world of difference in terms of how she has felt about herself, what she has thought when she's looked in the mirror, and for the first time ever, being okay with what they what she has seen. And that is a dream to me. That is absolute dream. That is exactly what I want. That is what I want for every single woman that I work with. Because I also want my daughter to grow up in a world where she is allowed to feel good about herself in a world where she doesn't have to spend her life hating what she sees and trying to use that as a reason to change. Because not only does it not work, it makes us feel rubbish. And I think that we've got so much more to offer the world. You know, let's stop turning our energy towards negativity, towards disliking ourselves, towards getting annoyed with ourselves, towards getting frustrated with all the things that we're not doing. Let's turn our energy outwards a bit more. Let's turn our energy to other things. We need to feel empowered. We need to feel strong. We need to show up in the world in that way, rather than as the shadow of ourselves who hides herself away and doesn't feel confident because she doesn't like what she sees in the mirror. You know, because I think that as women, we can be real agents of change. We can change this for the next generation and the ones to come after that. But we can only do that when we stop hating ourselves, when we can start to see ourselves in a slightly different light, and when we can look after ourselves. And we can show the next generation how to do that too. You know, we're not going to do that by beating ourselves up and by never stopping and by being in perpetual motion and by trying to do all the things and having all these unrealistic expectations and thinking that we are going to look like that model in that Instagram ad or Instagram post or whatever. And instead, just being okay with ourselves, and then using that energy to just show up in the world being strong and being passionate and, you know, showing, showing the next generation that we are allowed to feel good. We're allowed to be an individual. We're allowed to show up exactly as we are. And I think that this is a really important part of that. You know, I, I do very strongly feel that, you know, society has held women back for its own, well, seemingly for its own good. I don't think it's good for society at all to make women feel like this. But it has made us turn a lot of our energies inwards, a lot of our energies into what is wrong with us and how we should look and why do we not look the way we should look. And instead, I want us to, like I say, I want us to turn that energy outwards. I want us to show up in the world being our flipping, amazing selves so anyway, what do you think about that? Are you somebody who tends to dislike what they see in the mirror? Do you avoid mirrors? Do you avoid putting on a bikini because you don't like what you see or you think you look terrible or you have got too much cellulite or, you know, blah, 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 one of a million things. If that is you, then I hope that this has helped. I hope that you can start to reframe. You will forget sometimes and you will say horrible things about yourself. We all do. But I hope that, you know, if it can gradually start to help you change the way you talk about yourself, reframe the way that you talk about yourself and use that to 
create positive change rather than changing it from a place of kind of negativity and hatred you know and I think if more of us can do that then the happier we're all going to be honestly the happier we're all going to be so as always do pop your review for this podcast pop a rating as well all of those are really 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 welcome they help me to get out into the world and to share this message and to grow the podcast which I would love 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 to do I'm so grateful as always to have you here and I hope that that's been really helpful I hope it's given you a bit of food for thought and I am going to look forward to seeing you again next time thank you so much for joining me today for the busy woman's guide to fitness and wellness don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration.